Welcome to the Eclectic Readers Podcast, where, in another reality, we're probably still talking about books. I'm Tara. I'm Meredith. And I'm Susan. How are you guys? Uh, well, I'm not feeling so good. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Hi. Oh, I got like a, like a throat thing. You know how you swallow and it's just extremely painful. <laughs> Oh, those are the worst. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, yeah, because you're not even like laid up. You can't even be like, help me. I feel so ill. You're just feeling gross all day long and you pretty much can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's just like a constant pain. And, you know, thankfully, I mean, it's going to change, but it hasn't traveled up to my sinuses yet. But like one night I woke up like trying to swallow because it's just, it was, you know, painful and swollen. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) That sucks. Well, maybe you, you can catch it and it won't go to your sinuses we can that's, hope right yeah that's what I'm hoping for is just I've been it's since I moved to Colorado I've been so good about not having a sinus infection <laughs> oh that's true yeah um yeah I mean at, in Florida I think I had like a sinus infection like quarterly <laughs> yeah I mean yeah Florida is just well you know what I've never not lived in wet places <laughs> like Florida <laughs> and DC yeah. are both pretty wet places and like I just yeah could not stop getting sick now that I'm in Atlanta though generally I'm okay it's just I travel so much and that's how I get sick like if I didn't travel Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd be sick pretty much ever yeah which is amazing yeah yeah travel can do that to you so how are you Tara I'm doing really well so I mean I just saw you guys last weekend and that was phenomenal we had all four um eclectic reader hosts in the same place at the same time since like I think our reunion. Yeah. Yeah. So and, since before we even started the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so that was really amazing. I wish we, anybody had thought to bring their mics. Uh, Cause we could have recorded <laughs> yeah. something all together for, I don't know what we would have recorded, but still, who cares? <laughs> but, um, you know, I had a great time as one of our best friends weddings and we did, you know, I was, I was like gal of honor. Or, yeah. No, best, best gal, gal, best gal mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for our friend Frank. And, um, you know, I, I feel okay about my speech. I feel good about it. And I love seeing everybody. So, um, yeah, I'm still writing on that. And, you know, big travel season right now for me. So I'm just trying to stay well. Susan, so I'm glad I didn't catch whatever you did yes. at the wedding. I'm it's sorry to say. It's a good thing we're not in the same room anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mare? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, it was definitely awesome to see all of you. And... Uh, the wedding was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's it was. It, we always have a good time when we get together. And uh, let's see. Oh, yesterday I went to the Renaissance Festival, hey. which is kind of a big deal up in Maryland. It's like a legit Ren Fair. It's it's pretty cool. Tara can attest to it. It is. It <laughs> is pretty cool. It, it's uh, it's like this is the first year I'm not going. I mean, I'm really upset about it. Yeah. Um, and I've been in D.C. twice now. In, in in the last, but like doing weddings and stuff. So like, you know, ex- experiencing love and that's better than Renaissance <laughs> festivals. But um, I love it. it. It's a permanent structure up in Maryland and it's, you know, it's there all year long and it's just awesome. Like they do a really phenomenal job um, at the Maryland Renaissance Festival and I'm so jealous you've got to go so bad. <laughs> well, it was the only time I'm going to get to go this season. So you know, we usually try to go twice, but life happens sometimes mm. and things get busy. But at least I got to go once. So yeah. I got I got my Ren Fair, you know, part in for the year. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 
you know, this year is really busy for me with weddings, but I think this is the last super busy wedding. Or I definitely think it's the last wedding where everyone, everyone, everyone's going to be together. And it's a little sad, actually, I think. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking about that um, with my husband. Like, are we, like, pretty much done with weddings now? <laughs> <laughs> are we that so, old already? Yeah. Well, until the second weddings. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Nobody, no, please. Nobody's getting divorced. Everyone's, everyone's going to be great. We've um, been changed. We believe in love. <laughs> we believe in love. Yes. We, so. we believe in a thing called love. <laughs> um, well, with how busy we are, I hope we got in some reading at least. Um, I read we... this book. Does that count? Well, yes. <laughs> uh, I suppose. <laughs> uh, what else have you guys been reading besides the book? <laughs> well um maybe i'm a little ashamed to actually admit this but i'm kind of sort of reading the handmaid handmaid's tale by margaret atwood for the first ish time how is it an ish well i started it years ago and i had to put it down for some other pressing books that I had to read and then I just didn't pick it back up and it got to the point where it's like well I know I'm gonna have to start over anyway when I pick it up and then it just got pushed further and further down my TBR mm. and this year I was like all right I am going to read The Handmaid's Tale for real like the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> and I still hadn't and then um, one of the people I follow on Instagram, uh, James Trevino, just started a buddy read group on Goodreads. Nice. And the first one that was chosen was The Handmaid's Tale. So I was like, all right, I am going to read it with some other people and at least be able to talk about it online. <laughs> because there is a lot of stuff to talk about. I really oh, wish yeah. I had studied mm-hmm. this in school. I'm still kind of upset my school didn't have this on the curriculum. Because there's so much to talk about, so much symbolism, yeah. and the writing is amazing because Atwood is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I'm... she didn't win the prize this year really annoys me. We can talk about that later. But <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm about halfway through with that, and it's it's very interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and let's see, what else am I reading? I am reading Clockwork. I can't talk this morning. Clockwork Princess by Cassandra Clare. So I'm on to the third one in that trilogy. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. They're, they're fun characters and the storyline's really interesting. So I'm like, how is this going to get wrapped up in this last book? It uh, does. It's it so does? Good. Okay. It's That's so good. good to know. Yeah, there so, is, yeah. I mean, there's um, there's going to be a trilogy, trilogy with the next generation of those people, like the generation of the people you're currently reading. But um, but yeah, their trilogy is really well wrapped up by the end of the book and feels, expect feels. I mean, don't expect anything less from Cassandra <laughs> Claire, but expect a lot of feels on this one. Yeah. So there that one's going well. And I, uh, I'm reading A Study in Scarlet by Arthur Conan Doyle on audio. Uh, I listened to one of his other books on audio a month or two ago, and I and I thought it was a good way to kind of get some more classic literature in. So that's fun. I'm listening to that on audio. And I actually recently finished another audio book called I'm Judging You, The Do Better Manual by Lovey Ajayi. And I didn't really know anything about her. I guess she's a really popular blogger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw it was a 2017 Audi winner. And I'd been hearing some buzz about it on Litzy. So I was just like, eh, all right, I'll listen. And it was really good. Uh, it kind of starts out more like 
funny type of essays. And then like she puts down some truth bombs about stuff going on in America and uh, and then kind of goes back and forth between funny and serious stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a good listen. And uh, the author narrates the audiobook, So it was good to hear it from her own voice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been seeing that around, too, and it's like, I, I need to pick this up at some point. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. Okay. What you been reading, Tara? Oh, did I did I not say I read this book? You didn't really? have any oh, other books? Having, yeah, having like, was this, this the book? only book? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, I'm still in the middle of, like, half the books I mentioned last time. Oh, okay. But, like, yeah, with the traveling, it's just been tough because when... You know, you think when you're gonna you're traveling on a plane and you're like, oh, I'm gonna have so much time. I'll listen to it or I'll read it and it will be fine. And then um, you realize you get on the plane and between all the meals they serve you, which by the way, they serve you a ridiculous amount of meals on international flights. Like they feed you at <laughs> yeah. least three times in nine hours, and I'm like, I don't need to eat this much. <laughs> and like it's always really bread heavy stuff, and I'm like, I really mm-hmm. don't need to eat. Um, But between that and the fact that when you're traveling between um, time zones, especially big time zones, you're really trying to take, you're trying to get a sleep or a nap in. Like if you're traveling from the U.S. to Europe, typically you're doing an overnight flight. You want to get like at least four to five hours if you can. And if you're traveling from from Europe to U.S., you try to get at least a two-hour nap so that you can stay up later. Um, And between like... Yeah, you just think you're going to read more and you just don't. So um, I'm still in between a lot of the books I mentioned last time. Um, I, I finished Princeless, which volume one, which was great. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I'm just I've, I've been really bad, you guys. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm ashamed. I'm no, ashamed. No shame. There's no shame here. We're <laughs> in a safe space. <laughs> yes. What about you, Susan? What are you reading? Uh, well, I am reading My Lady Jane by Cynthia Han, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. Um, Yay! Yeah, I am up to, like, chapter three, and I'm just dying. <laughs> it's, it's so like, funny, what right? What am I reading? <laughs> it's really good, though. Book. I want to yeah. read it so bad. It's, it's really good. Like, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's, like, the perfect book I need right now because I felt like last month I was kind of in a reading slump. I was, I was kind of reading, like, just mediocre books and... So I think this is a good mm. book to kind of bring me back out of it. Um, Yay. It's yeah. a feel-good book. It is, and I like that. Um, and I'm also reading Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. I'm listening to it on audiobook. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, and the the narrator is uh, Tim Robbins. So it's um, huh. it's pretty good. It's not so bad. Um, and then the last book that I'm reading is Truly Madly Guilty by mm. Leanne Moriarty. Um not necessarily feel good, but it's definitely like suspense. Sounds like a mystery. Is it like a? She's like a suspense type of writer. Like mm. some, this, this. So in this one, something big happened between these three families, and like it shows the after effects of it and how the people are reacting, and then like you're slowly finding out what had happened at that one event. Mm. Um, so yeah, she's the author of Big Little Lies. I don't know if you saw that on HBO. Oh, right. I mean, oh, I've heard I about it. Yeah, I did. I watched it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, so she she wrote Big Little Lies, um, which I read a few years back, and I was like, well, I'm going to try reading another one of her books. And so far, she's delivering um, the same amount of like, you know, interest that I found in uh, Big Little Lies. So, 
good. Yeah, it's really it's good. hard. I, I find suspense really hard to write. I'm always really impressed mm-hmm. by the people who can do it well. Yeah, and I, the one thing I like about her suspense is uh, that it's very like family oriented. Um, it happens between like families and um, which my couples and yeah uh, people. You yeah, know? I mean the the hook of Big Little Eyes is really good. Right. Um, won't nope. say it here for obvious reasons. Spoilers, <laughs> but uh, but it is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm uh, I'm doing good. I got some really good books um that I'm reading right now, so I'm I'm excited. Um, and with all these books that we're reading, it sounds like they're so eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah, and that uh, brings me to a listener feedback that we received from one of our listeners, um, Bill Bloom. Thank you so much. Um, he called us truly eclectic. And uh, his comment says, always enjoy the conversation on the Eclectic Readers podcast. One of my favorite podcasts, too. Love that they truly go out of the way to avoid sticking to any one market or genre. Thank you, Bill. Thank <laughs> you, is, Bill. I think that is one thing like, we truly pride on is like we, we really try to make our books eclectic. Um, and I mean, I doubt we'll go into a psychology book again or like a philosophy <laughs> book again, but we did it. Okay. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like we tried it, you know, like we, yeah. you know, we decided to do it, see how we liked it. And it's like, eh, and you know, this wasn't quite for us, but the fact that we did it is like a huge thing, you know? Right. And, yeah. I, and I think the discussion was good. So that's all that really matters. That's right? true. The discussion was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so any, uh, any other listeners out there, if you, uh, like what we're doing, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes as well so more listeners can find us. And you'll get a shout out too. <laughs> Yay. Um, so let's go on to um, our, ma- our uh, topic here of discussion because recently Banned Books Week happened. Woo! Mm-hmm. Um, I always enjoy all the, all the talk about Banned Books Week and Banned Books and things like that. Um, like with the book fairies, there's a focus on hiding books that were specifically banned. So. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. And didn't DC do like a big scavenger hunt about banned books? Like yeah. go around, try to find all the banned books in the different libraries and stuff. That's and I thought fun. that was just so fun. Yeah, it was, it was called Uncensored DC. And I know they did it last year. I don't know if last year was the inaugural year or not. But, uh, yeah, they, they hide them in different bookstores and things like that. So I know I found one last year, but I didn't really get around to any of the uh, indie bookstores in D.C. this that week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I guess it was maybe for the month of September that they did it. Okay. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Neat. That's, that sounds so much fun. <laughs> D.C. is big on, like, you think you can ban books? You cannot ban books. We will go out of it. Right. That's great. Um, that's that's fantastic. Funny. So, um, <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on banning books and censorship around books? I make it bleeped for this, but I think it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I completely agree. Yeah, so. it's, it's really dumb. Um, you know, I think that you know, with the ex- I, I think I mean clearly, right? Communism is bad, <laughs> but like, if you don't read the things that sparked communism or things that sparked the Nazi party. I think like you don't understand if you don't, if you don't understand why these things happen, you're just dooming those things to repeat. 
Right. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think like, yeah, some of the stuff is hard to read. Like I know Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. Um, my teacher made us read it out loud in college. And it was funny because, yeah. you know, you get to you get to the words mm-hmm. and we did weren't using a sanitized version. And she was like, you're going to say them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, God, are we? <laughs> um, but I, I, I think. You know, it's important to understand your past, not pretend it wasn't what it was. If you just read a sanitized version of Mark Twain, you know, kids may grow up in the not knowing that this is what people said then. Like, this is a part of our past. This is a part of something that we need to overcome. This is a part of something that's been an ongoing culture issue for a long time. And if you sanitize the past, you lose that. Right. And um, yeah. yeah. So I think there's very few books that I would say absolutely, if any, that need to be quote unquote banned. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I completely agree. I think just like a mass banning of a book is just kind of ridiculous. Now I do think that parents, you know, if, if you should decide what your child is ready to read, but actually going into school and be like, I think that this should be banned for every child is not really the way to go about doing it. (laughs) I I agree. Um, (laughs) And, and I think a lot of the like banned books lists that you see as you're going through, you're like, oh, wow, I read most of these in school. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's kind of how they got banned in the first place, right? right. A kid yep. comes home with a book and is like, I got to read this. And the parent looks through it and is like, no, you're not. Uh, and so no one else shall either. And I don't know I about sh- you, but did any of your parents really look that closely at what you were oh reading? Oh, my God, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, not even remotely. I mean... I remember I once I once had a teacher one class and like ninety percent of the books he wanted me to read were Hemingway and I had read one Hemingway book at that point in time and I think it was like eleventh grade and I was like mom switch me out of this class I don't want to read Hemingway all year <laughs> yes <laughs> and no offense Hemingway lovers or anything I just got issues okay and then um and so she switched me to I had her switch me to a different class because of my reading list due to my preferences nice. not the other way around right right. Yeah, my parents had no clue what I was reading. <laughs> like, she just saw, my mom just saw that I borrowed a ton of books from the library, and she's like, you're reading a lot. Good. Like, <laughs> she never looked. good. Yeah. I yeah. want to read. Exactly. Um, there is worse things a kid could be into, so. Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, hey, you know, don't tell me what I can read and I cannot read. I mean, honestly, like, don't read it. Don't pick up the book. Like, no one's making you read. No one's making you, like, forcing you to read Huckleberry Finn. You know, and if it's a school assignment, um, hey, it's something that you have to do. Hey, it's part of being an adult. Sometimes you got to do things that you don't like. Or if schools... it makes you uncomfortable. And if it makes you uncomfortable, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe Mm -hmm. you need to look at yourself and understand why that makes you uncomfortable. Right. And that being happy 100% of the time is not an adult experience. No. (laughs) And... You know, I, I, and I, you know, I feel like people are like, well, if this is upsetting him. Oh, it should. Some of this should upset them. Yeah. That's okay. That's how they learn. Mm-hmm. And I find that really hard that like people don't get that. Right. And, and that sparks discussion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. New and, thoughts and yeah. And I, that that's one thing like um, Huckleberry Finn aside with, you know, language use and things like that. Like some of it is a lot of it is um, things that are sexually ex- explicit mm-hmm. and it, it's like yes you don't want it to be like you know awful or anything like that um 
But, I mean, that's part of human nature. Um, and books are such a good way for people to learn, kids especially. Um, and as long as the parent is involved in what the kids are reading, like, there shouldn't be a problem. There, you can make a conversation out of that. Because, you know what, that's something that is also super important. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you parents getting now, involved in that is really important. My, my, I mean, my parents didn't, mom, dad, if you're listening, you, you are. <laughs> but if you are, um, this isn't a thing against you. I had plenty of people to talk to. But like, I do think, I think that would have been really awesome, actually, to mm-hmm. have conversations with my parents around some of this stuff. I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, your parents are, you know, love you. You're in a safe space, you know, and mm-hmm. you can trust, hopefully, you can trust your parents to, like, tell you the truth and be honest in, you know, in a way that you can understand. Um, so, just, so yeah, just not with language being banned. Like, anything being banned is just not good. How are you going to learn? Like, you go to school, you read things to learn in textbooks, <laughs> you know, textbooks that could be incorrect. Um, cough, cough. And that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I do... in. I, I do like when different podcasts or different reviewers at the beginning specify if there are trigger warnings. Yes. Just so that you know what you're getting into. If you've had some past trauma with sexual assault or things like that, just yes. to know, hey, mm-hmm. this book might, you know, make you feel things. Um, so I, I enjoy that. But yeah, just banning a book outright. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's just being informed. Like some of these parents, they haven't even read the books. It's what they've heard through the grapevine. Like, we can't. Mm-hmm. We can't have my children. Like Harry Potter's a really good example. Oh um, my god! Yeah. Like, it teaches your kids witchcraft. I'm like, does it? Because last yeah. time I checked, I can't pick up a I can't pick up a stick and go Avada Kedavra and kill somebody. Like last time I checked, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. And that's um, the thing. Like they clearly haven't read the book, you know. Oh my god! Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing, though. Uneducation breeds mm-hmm. breeds uneducation. It's just yep. it's um yeah I don't know. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, no, I I know, I know I probably sound like the typical liberal mouthpiece now, so I feel <laughs> a little bad. But um, but yeah, it's know. okay because you know we're on the same wavelength here, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so have you? I mean, with banned books week, you know, books are popping up of books that have been banned now and banned in the past. Um. Were there any books that you did not expect to be banned and you're surprised to see on the list? Yeah. So I was looking at bannedbooksweek.org, I guess kind of like the main website or what have you. Mm -hmm. And they had a list of the top 10 banned books in 2016. And Eleanor and Park by Rainbow Rowell was the 10th most banned book. (laughs) What? And it just said for, for bad language. And I mean, I haven't read it in a few years, but really? I don't even remember there being bad language. And it couldn't have been that bad anyway, but maybe I'm not a good indicator for that because I curse like a sailor, but (laughs) I don't remember there really being anything that bad in it. Me neither. Like, I think there was, like, words of anger and things like that, but nothing, like, harsh or or, um, bad, uh, no, no racial slurs, um, I don't remember. I don't remember anything. Honestly. And it's Rainbow Rowell. That's I know, like huh? one of your feel-good authors, right? When you want something to just like make you remember teenage love and angst <laughs> and stuff, you're like, 
let's pick a rainbow row. Yeah, I would have never pegged rainbow row to be on any list like that. Wasn't there some like dark family stuff going on in Eleanor and Park? There was a little bit. Yeah, it was. I could have guessed anything. That, right? Yes. That. Yep. But what? (laughs) (laughs) I just really don't get Uh, it. Yep. It's bizarre. So bizarre. And um, any other books that surprised you guys? Um, Like one of the things that surprised me was Drama by Raina Telgemeier. Have you guys um, read that or heard of it? I've heard of it. Yes. So it's a like young adult middle grade graphic novel. Um, She's the one who's adapting some Babysitter Club books into graphic novels. Oh cool. oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, drama is about, so most, most of her works is usually like memoir Um, It's about experiences that she's been through and they're very like specific about this one point. Um, I can't quite, oh no, I can't remember if it's specifically about her. Anyways, it's about a little girl, a little girl, <laughs> a girl in middle school who like has a crush on this one kid. Um, but this kid's not sure if he's even straight, like he's having um uh like um he's not sure what you know if he likes girls or boys and you know he has he's pressure from his dad and and things like that so one of the things that it was banned for was being sexually explicit <laughs> it is uh, not <laughs> yeah it's like your yeah. description makes it sound the opposite of sexually explicit yeah um, it's like what how okay. there's i think there's like one or two kissing scenes. So pretty much they actually mean just discovering they, they, his they, sexuality. They mean LGBT. Yes. They mean yes. LGBT issues and they want they to just don't want to say that. it. Oh God, right. I hate certain right. things. Yeah. And Sorry. so it's like, okay, I can kind of see that. And it's not even that it's not even like she's heavy on it too. Like she's just like, oh, you know, I don't think I, you know, it's not you. It's just, I, I think I like boys. You know, it's not anything heavy. It's not angsty you know what I mean (laughs) but the fact that it says like they're saying it's sexually explicit is like blowing my mind (laughs) yeah like they kissed twice yeah (laughs) it's not a thing (laughs) it's just nuts um one thing that really shocked me is Winnie the Pooh really yeah wait that's on the ban list yeah yeah crazy like what the why? This, this is Winnie well, the Pooh. For imagination? Is imagination a problem though? No, or I, I know friendship? that they're all men. Like, <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it like people are like, well, Piglet's a boy and Winnie the Pooh. Like, like, is it other people's like weird stigmas? I, the, like, what is it? I believe it has something more to do about, um, oh, what's the proper term? When, when animals take on like human. Oh, anthropomorphic. 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 Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, bringing them to the same level as humans people were not happy with that oh my god like like is that that's not the reason animal farm is banned animal farm's banned for other reasons right yes yes. well that might be one of them but yeah it could be yeah i mean is charlotte's web likewise banned probably (laughs) probably i mean i i don't know if this was in america or not it's a punch people problem for me (laughs) i'm kidding i would not no violence (laughs) violence is bad um (sighs) Oh, man. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy, though. Yeah. That's, that's that blows nice... my mind. Winnie the Pooh is one of my favorite all-time children's characters. And, like, are it's you so kidding sweet. me? <laughs> yeah. 
That just gets me. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, you, you know, this, this list of banned books is just ridiculously long. Um, any favorite banned books you guys have? Uh, well, I know, I mean, one of my favorite books in general is To Kill a Mockingbird, and that definitely has been banned from time to time. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of them. I, I did actually enjoy studying The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn in school. And uh, one that I read recently, I think I read it last year, The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian was really good, too. I'm okay. surprised at that. Well, not that surprised, but, you know, so easy to realize why people are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, now that we um, found out that Winnie the Pooh is banned, like anything is banned. Anything, anything's up for grabs, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Anything. Um, I really love, I mean... I mean, a classic that gets banned from time to time is Anne Frank. Yeah. Diary of a Girl. I mean, it's yeah. one of the most translated books in all history, but like it does wind up on the banned book list a lot. Um, Bless Me Ultima, which we read in college. Mary, yes. were you in that class with me? Good. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you were. Um, that's one of my favorites. I really like that one. Um, you know, I. Truthfully, like nine tenths of all the books I love are occasionally banned. Like I love 1984, yep. banned all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's it's hard for me to pick a book I love that hasn't gotten some media attention in a negative way. Like I'm sure if Miss of Avalon were ever to be te- taught in schools, that would be banned. Oh man, that would <laughs> yeah, be banned. totally. So I know. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'm sure it's on the list of people like who like book burnings. I'm sure that's on their list. Um, so pretty much you're a rebel is what I, you're telling me. Rebel you girl over here, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, can you, honestly, I think this is a better question. Can you name a book series that you don't think someone would have issue with that you love? <laughs> Good Night Moon? Uh, but they're anthropomorphizing things. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's the little baby bunny, but he's just saying goodnight to objects, which kids do it's <laughs> a little baby bunny acting like a person uh kind Going of we can't have that yeah. can't have that kind i mean of. winnie the pooh wears a shirt this is a problem <laughs> but no pants. doesn't she's wear pants and that's a problem like sandra boyton would totally be banned like she's mm-hmm. just she's just like up there uh she's, she does or she did the llama books right no, she does no. the um, barnyard dance. She does um, like very a very um, simple um, uh, crap. She does barnyard dance. What's the other popular one? That Mooba La La La. She does that book. Oh, um, okay. But not the hippopotamus. That's another one. I can't remember the name of the woman who wrote Llama Llama Red Pajama. Um, <laughs> But that would be banned anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's just straight llamas. Yep. <laughs> it's llamas all the way down. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, so, nerd joke. It is, <laughs> it's kind of depressing that all these children's books and baby books would be banned. <laughs> so let's just not ban books. And yeah, let's let not. Please. Read what they enjoy reading. Please. And maybe out. sometimes what makes them uncomfortable too. Yeah. yeah. Just hug it out. Talk about it. It's yeah. all going to be okay. It's just a book. Yeah, and, you know, they can learn something in a fun way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also asked some of our Litzy followers for their favorite band books, 
And man, was there a list. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Librarian Ryan said uh, Matilda, Harriet the Spy, and Tango Makes Three were some of her favorite banned books. And mm-hmm. those are some. I never, I never got to read Tango Makes Three, but I've been wanting to. I have kids. I, that's, that's a good excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why not? You know, um, Gypsy Cat said, I know why the cage bird sings, The Handmaid's mm. Tale, and Gone with the Wind. Um, All great ones. Yeah. You know, and Forever Nerdy said Winnie the Pooh, The Picture of Dorian Gray, and Alice in Wonderland. Um, so a lot of a lot of great books some of, some yeah, of the I, listeners have mentioned. I seriously mm-hmm. never would read. Like, I never would read if, like, yeah. banned books were a legitimate thing. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't. All of these are, like, some of the best books in history. And, I mean, I'm sure Shakespeare would have been banned up right and center. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know what would have been left. Like, yeah. if you had a completely sanitized world, what, what there yep. would be? Genesis? Yeah, I mean, no, even, I mean, even the Bible has been on the list. Shut oh, up. Sure. So. Yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be like, what, For like what? 1984 where nobody can read and, you know, yeah. it's just. <laughs> yeah. I, um, Only I... the holy people can read the Bible. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's so depressing. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? We don't live in that world. We don't. No. That's an alternative reality that we don't yes, have to yes, live in. Yes, it is. There might be a world out there like that, which is kind of sad to think, but we are not in that world right nope. now. Nope. Let's be happy so, about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So let's move on to talk about our main book discussion this month, which is Dark Matter. All right. Let me give you a rundown in case you hadn't read it yet. Are you happy with your life? Those are the last words Jason Dezen hears before a masked abductor knocks him unconscious. He awakens to find himself strapped to a gurney, surrounded by strangers in hazmat suits, and a man Jason's never met smiles down at him and says, Welcome back, my friend. In this world he's woken up to, Jason's life is not the one he knows. His wife is not his wife. His son was never born. And Jason is not an ordinary college physics professor, but a celebrated genius who has achieved something remarkable, something impossible. Is it this world or the other that's the dream? And even if the home he remembers is real, how can Jason possibly make it back to the family he loves? The answers lie in a journey more wondrous and horrifying than anything he could have imagined, one that will force him to confront the darkest parts of himself even as he battles a terrifying, seemingly unbeatable foe. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) So what was one thing that stood out to you in this book? Um, I would say how character-driven the book is despite how science-y the book was um the author really focused on the the character jason himself and what he goes through and the struggles he's going through not just like the science of like oh this broke we need to figure out how to fix this thing type of um sci-fi i guess Mm -hmm. um so i was that um that really stood out to me because sometimes science fiction isn't that way true Mm mm-hmm how dumb the characters were. <laughs> sorry. Dang, okay. sorry. Sorry, sorry, right? sorry. <laughs> I mean, listen, um, I like the book. It was fun. Um, but, um, and you know, I'm not a scientist. That being said, I hang out with scientists, so I don't know if this, this hurts me. But, um, but like, you know, string theory and 
all of these points in there. And, like, I just feel like the characters keep making these, like, weird, dumb decisions that I don't understand all the time. And, um, but at the same time, like, I feel like that made it very human because if they were, it's somewhat, this is somewhat related to Susan's point, but maybe, like, slightly more negative. Um, because, you know, if they made the less than human mistake, human mistake all the time, and if they had been, you know, much more scientific, and if the main character had figured out what I figured out by chapter two before chapter eight, um, well, maybe I would have liked it a little bit more. The beginning chapters are hard for me, guys. Um, but, uh, you know, and maybe it just wouldn't have been as interesting of a book. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do like, I did like his struggle with humanity as much as I even found it frustrating at times. Like, like his choices, not humanity. That's too big. Um, his struggle with like his choices. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it made it a little more real. Did. You know, he's, he definitely was struggling and uh, I thought it was interesting. I know for me, I don't really hang out with scientists and I am not a scientist. So like just trying to wrap my head around the whole multiverse type of thing. I was like, all right, I got it. And then some other stuff we'll get into later. I was like, oh no, I don't have it again. And my brain hurts. <laughs> my brain hurts. Um, <laughs> but it was really interesting. And I thought it was kind of an interesting mixture of sci-fi and thriller with, yeah, yeah like yeah. some good characterization and, yeah, so I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I like the fourth dimension. I like the fourth dimension is time. I'm like, I know this. That's good. But when they get like, I, I did think the other thing I really, really liked about it is how they describe the box. How the box is, mm-hmm. how, how, how they make that physically possible for you to understand. Because that's a, it is a really hard concept to understand fifth, sixth dimensions. And mm-hmm. Or like, it's a fifth, fifth dimensional travel. And it's, um, yeah, anyway, it was really... It was really interesting to, to to see how they they built that out. Yeah, and so even though yeah maybe my brain hurt, it's still I think it the author made it pretty accessible. Yeah, for I like agree. general population. I totally agree. Now, so obviously this book deals a ton with the concept of a multiverse, where every choice we could possibly make branches out into another world and just keeps branching and branching and branching. And uh, uh, so what are some choices you've made or things that have happened to you that you can look back on and just be like, yep, I can see where my life diverged. Oh my God. So many. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Choosing to go to school in Tampa instead of New York. Mm-hmm. Choosing to leave DC. Choosing to, I mean, there's just, there's, there's so it never I, ends, I, right? I mean, yeah, that, that's the thing about the book, right? Is that, um, you know, it's saying that every, it, it, can, it can be a little choice that you don't even know is important. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Know, it can be a little choice that can, like, wildly diverge your life. Um, and, yeah, so I, I, that's so hard. That's so, everything. <laughs> everything I've ever done. Choosing to come to this wedding instead of staying overseas. I mean, every little thing. Every mm-hmm. little thing that you do. Yep, yep. I think um, where you're going to school, a college or university is a, a big fork in the road for anybody. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, whichever you choose is like your your path is just going to be so different than another path if you decided to go to a different school. Um, moving is another key thing. Like I could easily have stayed in Florida, you know, instead of moving to Colorado. Um, that would have been completely different. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
and having kids clearly totally different. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, a totally different lifestyle, you know. Um, but you know, it's okay. I love my kids. <laughs> I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely having kids is like one of those huge things. But like you said, Tara, um, even the littlest things, it's like, hey, I forgot to brush my teeth today. But another universe, I didn't forget to brush my teeth, you know. Maybe you met someone really important and yep. maybe that person, you know, wasn't turned off by your nasty breath. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, you don't know. It's, it's everything <laughs> like that. Everything. Yep. Yeah. You chose to smile at someone. You chose not to smile at someone. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Yeah. When you get down into like string theory like that, it just, it's like just nuts all the way down. It's just insane. Yep. Can't use that joke twice. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> um, it's true, though. I mean, if, you know, if my dad hadn't gotten a new job and moved to Florida, I definitely wouldn't have met you guys at school. And I this podcast probably wouldn't exist. Right. I mean, if we all went to different schools, we wouldn't have met. And mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and that's sad. I mean, but in, I... in in this version of our world, we're still here. So, yeah. <laughs> so true. That's what matters. I mean, it's funny. Had I not joined the sortie, Susan, I definitely never would have met you. No. If I had never, and you weren't even in the sortie. If no, I, had never I met just know you, half of you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, Frank never would have moved in with you. Yep. You probably never would have met your husband. Probably um, not. Like, this is like that. That is how. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's crazy when you think when you think in like those sorts of terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. And I know one thing that kind of always hits me was. Uh, when we were living in Florida, we had gone to the beach and I think we were coming back. Maybe we were on the Skyway Bridge or, you know, one of the bridges driving back to Tampa and uh, an SUV lost control in front of us and just flipped and like went all the way across all the lanes. So it's Whoa. like if we had been five, ten seconds faster, we would have just been like smashed to bits. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that where you're just like, whoa. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so every little thing we do, yeah, branches off, which is just sometimes a hard thing to grasp. But uh, w- who did you originally think was Jason's Jason's abductor? So I initially didn't know because um, I wasn't quite thinking it was going to go in the direction it was going to go. Um but and then I felt like I kind of knew, but I was like, mm, "That's too easy." So I think I, I think I was just looking too deeply into it. So I had no clue. <laughs> mm-hmm. So famously, I don't read the synopsis of books or the back of books before yeah. before reading them. Um, so just from the first conversations, you could have been a physicist to save the world. You know that they were having in the very front. I'm like, okay, this is, this is, and the book is called dark matter. I'm like, okay, this book is about physics. And then, um, all right, it's about something about physics. Something crazy is going to happen. And then, um, he started asking him all these detailed questions about his life and was like, take off your clothes. And he was like, I, I recognize the voice. I know we've met. I'm like, Oh, it's you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> literally you're, it's you you're, you're, you're <laughs> yourself right now i don't know how yet but you're definitely abducting yourself i don't know if this is time travel or alternative dimensions yet but you that's what that's what you're doing so i i knew fairly i knew i knew pretty immediately um but see that's the yeah. thing i felt it was too easy so i think i was just trying to like find the more complicated answer you know <laughs> yeah yeah 
You're like, no, it's got to be crazier than that. Mm -hmm. What if it's his best friend who's trying to take over his life? Who's trying to. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Well, yeah, because that's the thing. I had identified that as. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, because I was like, well, yeah, what was his friend's name? Ryan, I think. And I was like, yeah. Was it is it Ryan? But like what what? And then yeah, when he was taking his clothes off and everything, I was like, I what what is happening? <laughs> you know, because I didn't read the synopsis either. I just heard that it was just this crazy book, and I wasn't sure if maybe it was this time travel or something. But yeah, uh, yeah. So and then when he wakes up again, you're like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, he wakes up in the garden like alternate dimension. Check. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I I just put it together that I was like, I don't think this is a thriller. Like, I don't think this is a suspense book. So I don't think this is going to turn into a murder mystery. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, that probably just leaves me with it's you in some way, shape or form. But I get that. Like, you know. Or oh, I think another thing I was. I was thinking it was, yeah, if it was some sort of corporation or something that like. Oh, that would have been good. That would have crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. That was just like, we know that you can do this. And that would have been very, um, oh, that would have been very, uh, what was fringe? It would have been very fringe-esque. Ah, okay. All right. So do you think the narrator that we follow is, and I'm doing air quotes that you can't see, <laughs> the real Jason? Jason Prime. Let's call him Jason Prime. Okay, cool. Jason Prime. Because <laughs> he, he even admits as we're going along that, Besides Jason too, all these other Jasons we meet are exactly him, except for, you know, what the last few weeks or days or what what have you. So how do we really know who is Jason Prime? We don't know. That's no. the thing. Um, <laughs> we believe it to be our Jason because it's the Jason we're following. Yep. But um, we really don't. It's the Jason that gets to the family first. Yep. I'm like, that, I don't. He's he's the one who thought of the crazy idea to get to his family and escape. So, to me, that he's the original. Like, okay. I, see, I don't know if he's the original so much as he's the Jason who comes up with the right idea. Yeah. Right, like just one of the many choices. Right. One of them had to make the right choice, <laughs> and this is the one that did. I don't know if that means he's prime or not, because all of these people experience the same thing. All these ex- people were. Um, you know, got you know was abducted by Jason too. All these people escaped somehow from the other world. You know, th- all of these things. Um, and they it, all think that they're the original Jason, right? Yeah, I mean, they all think they're the original Jason. Yeah. So, I mean, in that reality, since there, this is the moment of divergence. Um, is there a difference between any of them? Really. Are they just, all just the, ex, I guess, just the experience of whatever other worlds they travel to. Because yeah. we do see that some of the Jasons are, like, terrible. Yeah, terrible. they are yeah. in an awful place. So I think at that point, yeah, there are, they, they will be different. And, I mean, you see how some of them react towards the end of the book, you know. Um, and he was saying, like, I would have never done that. It's like, would you really? Here's proof that you, you would have. Yeah, you would have done would've. this. You absolutely <laughs> would have done that. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to say what you would do and what you wouldn't do until you're in those situations. And this yep. book does, speaks to that very, very well. Yep. Right. Well, and that's the thing. He did do that, right? Like yeah. He is watching himself do these terrible things. And I know he, he's like, well, that wasn't me. But it actually is you. It's just another version of you. And and so then we're watching. Um, yeah, it's so trippy, right? Um, so 
Jason, Jason Prime was watching the surveillance footage of the box in Jason 2's world. Mm-hmm. Um, so he sees himself staggering out of the box and it says almost as if he's been pushed, right? Right. So Jason 2 must have gone in the box with him. Somehow, right. somehow he's like really figured out how he can just go exactly to the worlds he wants to go to, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so he ensures that Jason Prime gets into the right world, his world, so that there is a Jason there, and then goes back. But then uh, going along, at least with how or they were explaining... that's the right world, his world. Right. We don't 100% know that. We, we don't, and that's the thing. With the concept of the multiverse, aren't there other making. realities where Jason 2 dropped him off in the wrong world or can't get back to Jason Prime's world? And so... Some of these... The answer to your question is yes. Yes. <laughs> and so then maybe some of these other terrible Jasons that we meet along the way are actually versions of Jason 2 and not Jason Prime? Ooh, oh, definitely. I don't know. I don't know. That's prob- That's possible. I, I, right? I think that's very possible because um, I think it was Amanda who said that like Jason 2 went into the box with like 100 vials. Well, yeah. he finds them. No. I mean, but that being said, like, you don't know. Right. Because every divergence is blah, 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 because blah, blah. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's taken Jason 2 in other realities a few more tries before getting to Jason yeah. Prime's world or less vials getting to Jason Prime's world. It took him a few times to get to his real world, you know? Right, exactly. And then there's like two of them maybe that got stuck. Jason Prime and Jason 2 are stuck in another world mm-hmm. together. And. Mm-hmm. There's so many Jasons. <laughs> well, there's so many yous. There's so many mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my brain hurts again. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is, it is way too early to be talking about uh, physics and string theory. Uh, so I thought it was interesting that we did get some snippets of Daniela's perspective mm-hmm. of living with Jason too. And, you know, she does start noticing like these little things. So do you think you would know something's up if your husband was secretly replaced by another version of himself? I like to think so. <laughs> yeah. Right? I like to think like it, different things would be happening. Like, why do you, I mean, yes, I think so. I think I would notice. I think I'd just be like, why are you, why are you, I, unlike Daniela though, I definitely would have been like, why are you doing that? What's up with this? You would have spoken up. Oh, yeah, because you know me. I'm A, one, super nosy, and B, confrontation positive. So I definitely would have been like, I don't, did you, did you watch like a documentary? Did you watch like a YouTube video? Why are you suddenly doing this a different way? What's going on? Mm, Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I would have, you know, thought nefarious alternate universe husband came and killed my husband or, you know, got rid of my husband. Why not? That is the obvious decision. I definitely would be like, seriously, you're doing weird stuff now. Why? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, because we were talking about earlier, every little decision we make changes who we are. So, you know, in different realities, he could be, you know, brushing his teeth a different way, you know, like... um. A good example is my husband, he uses an electric toothbrush. So like all of a sudden he starts using a manual toothbrush, you know, and it's like, You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Like <laughs> I thought you were still, you know, like, why did you stop? It, is the battery dead on your toothbrush? Like, do we need to go and buy a new one? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so those little quirks, I think is, especially when you live with someone for so long, you just notice them 
And so when yeah, it changed, or you don't notice them, you like consciously, subconsciously you do. So when it changes, then it's like, whoa, there's something really weird going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like something's not quite like, right. If I put away all my things in the bathroom and didn't leave them spread out over the counter, Tyler would definitely be like, oh, <laughs> same thing, same thing. If, if suddenly I was super neat in the bathroom, you know, it would be like, ah, uh, uh, are you a pod person? Like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> Somewhere there's a universe of us where we're neat. <laughs> well, it's not this one. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> So do you think if Daniela hadn't been killed in Jason 2's world that Jason Prime would have been content enough to stay or like would have just started thinking that the other world was just a dream or like. Oh, no, I think he would have. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, he would I have missed his son too much. And yeah, that's yeah. a big this part. Daniela is just not his Daniela. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like. He he starts to learn about other worlds later, like the Daniela, where like it's not his wife and they don't have like that connection. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Just- and he said, I think he said at some point it was actually worse when it was almost, almost his world, right. like yeah. just mm-hmm. right there, but not quite, as opposed to this where it was just drastically different. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can uh. see that being true. Now, what did you think about the fact that while they were in that kind of like in-between box world with the doors, that their thoughts and feelings dictated the type of world they would enter next? I mean, I think they needed to create a control. And otherwise it would have just been pure randomness and then our heroes couldn't have done anything to affect, to have agency. So Mm -hmm. I think she needed to create a way for there to be control that combined agency um and i think the feelings way was actually the perfect way to go like i don't know if that's legit science but um but that's okay uh you don't always need legit science in novels um Mm -hmm. but i think uh, you know especially if you were going to have the amanda b plot where they're kind of falling for each other and their emotions are affecting each other and that sort of stuff i i think you needed to have that because you know the big breakthrough was Amanda saying, you know, I'm the reason you're not, we're not finding the right door because I mm-hmm. don't really want you to find the right door. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to exit the situation now. Um, and I think that, you know, if, if you're going to have that B plot and you're going to create a control um, that had agency, I think that was a good one because in some ways it's about controlling yourself. And I think that's, a big part of what this book is, is, is knowing who you are and, and, and trusting in who you are. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think it fits with the theme real well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, a lot of this story centers around the whole career or family debate. Uh, and I feel like this is usually only a question that is brought up to working women, right? Yeah. Can you have it all? Can you have a successful career and a family? So did you like that it was a question that a man was having to answer? And can you have it all? What do you think? Yes. <laughs> Men have the same issues that, you know, women do about having a family and having in a career. Like, it's just before it was just man gets married, then man goes to work. But now I think it's better where it's like, hey, you know what? A guy can, you know, a guy can be a stay-at-home dad. Like, he can be the one who is the caregiver to the children while 
um, the mother or wife goes to work because um, she wants to one, wants to be the one who's working. He wants to be the one who wants to care for the children. Like, or I, two dads and two moms. Yeah, two dads or two moms. Who, mm-hmm. Whoever, like whichever person wants to work, whichever person wants, whichever people, you know, they both want to go to work, you know, like <laughs> um, those are important decisions that I think finally society is like, you know what? It's important that a man make, you know, comes to these decisions too because before it's like, yeah, you have to get married obviously and have kids and then you have to go to work to earn money to help support your family. It's like maybe that guy doesn't want to have kids you know? Yeah. And he shouldn't feel bad for thinking like, I just want to stay single for the rest of my life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, not feel pressure to be like, oh yeah, I need to have a family because that's like the American, not American, but like the society thing to do is to go and, you know, raise a family. You know, maybe he wants to use that money to go skydiving, you know, across the globe. (laughs) 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 So I think it, 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 it is an important question. And I like that Jason is the one who is encountering that this time. Mm-hmm. Anything to add, Tara? I, I mean, I, I agree. I think it, it was an interesting switch. Um, it was nice to see. Um, and I, I do think, you know, they don't really touch on Daniela's perspective on it a huge amount. They do like the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. But I think through seeing the other Daniela's and how they're doing, um, in the different, you know, some of them are doing fairly well. Some of them aren't doing fairly. Some of them are still with him. Some of them aren't. I, I think, you know, it, it really just to Susan's point, it universalizes the question. Um, and to your other question, like, can you have it all? I mean, no, there's a balance to everything. And I mm-hmm. think that's what the book is about. You know, in this world, Jason really gave up his career to have a happy, good family situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, in, in the, world he jason too comes from he gave up everything for his work mm-hmm. um, everything um yeah it's like- and although i do think amanda too and him were <laughs> possibly occasionally oh yeah something <laughs> definitely right? something was up there. Oh, yeah. i was oh, like yeah. um are we gonna get-? and it was never discussed i'm like fine i know uh, <laughs> right but you, you know, can I leave it unsaid but i know yeah, yeah, but i think that was more like hey no one's in the conference room right now you want to go I, i'm less like romantic feely and fun um uh but that being said uh you know he, and that's the thing. I think there's always going to be a balance and you can be happy with your work or you can be happy with your family life, but you have to find the thing that makes you happy. And for Jason, it appears that thing is his family. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So actually, I really liked that that was the choice. Actually, it was it was a nice uh, it's not universal because what Susan said, you know, this this is the questions that men are asking themselves all the time now. But I think it was nice to actually read. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. See how important um, reading is? Oh my God, it's so important, you guys. <laughs> Continue. Would you want to visit, would you want to visit any other versions of your life? No. No. No, I don't. No. no. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm so good. No. I don't want to be, I don't want to be sad or jealous. I don't want to be concerned. Other versions of me are going to come after me. I don't know. Yep. Mm. No. I'm happy where <laughs> I am. Okay. Well, that's a good place to be, right? Yeah. And I think we learned through this book that you kind of have to be, right? It's just, it's not worth trying to look back or look 
you know, in other directions, I guess. Uh, you just need to be happy with what you have. And and maybe if something you don't like is going on, you can think to yourself, well, in another universe, this isn't happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you think happened to Amanda? Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Vicious did that. I was like, who did that? Who, who? I was like, recently we read a book where the protagonist was like, another versions of me are doing something else. It was, sorry, it was it was vicious. So I'm just no 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 my dark do no, Savage Song. God, my brain. One of those, but Savage Song, right? That that is was, the one that we just just read. Right. And last, she was always yeah. yeah yeah. And she was always like, um, yeah, you know. And another version of me is doing this differently. Another version of me is sitting mm. on a field. Another, you know, she did that mm. a lot. So right, that's right, funny. Right. That's okay. funny that we read yeah. these two back to back. Yep. Sorry. Well, and and not to completely branch off here, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, sorry. But uh, since you're talking about Schwab, the A Darker Shade of Magic series is string theory, right? Yeah. Different, yeah. different, different Londons. Yeah. Different Londons. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> apparently we can't get through an episode without talking about Schwab, but uh, I'm okay with that. Um, so, any theories on what happened to Amanda? Oh my god, anything. I want to think that she really figured it out before Jason, because it shows it in the letter she left him. So she found like the place that she wants to be in, and then lived happily ever after the end. Nothing bad happened to her. <laughs> The entire bow on it, right? I I really like Amanda. I think she's a badass. Yeah, I I wish there was like a sequel to this book. Be like Amanda's Journey. A companion novella? Yes. Yes. It doesn't have to be a big, you know, 400-page novel or anything like that. It could just be like a 200-page thing. I'll be be okay. (laughs) Do it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you Susan, you do it. Yeah, okay. Hey Blake, get on that. No, I, was, I was talking to the author. I was talking to him there, but I'm like, yep. But hey Susan, if you want to write that fanfic, you write that yeah. fanfic. I'll read <laughs> that fanfic. I'm a I'm a reader, not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any crazy theories while you, or did you have any crazy theories while you're reading the book, or anything? kind of floating around in your brain? Um, I didn't really have any theories, um, except like, oh, could the abductor be? It could be Jason, but I feel like it's more complicated. Um, so a lot of thoughts, but because no, I was just really trying to keep up. There were a few times where I had to like go back and reread certain mm-hmm. places. Um, but my question was like, what happened to all the Jasons in Jason Prime's reality? Like they're just walking around yeah, there's so many jasons like is this just going to be overridden by jasons is the u.s just going to be a government of jasons like what's 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 going to happen to that world you know they keep yeah flooding through. watch rick and morty oh no. david does he loves that show i have a lot all right so i'm not going to get into it because you guys can't have a conversation but man 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 there's an entire like so Rick and Morty's whole thing is that they can travel between dimensions. Mm-hmm. Like they have a portal gun. That's what the portal gun does. It allows them to travel um, it, in their dimension and between dimensions. Right. Oh, okay. um, yep. And as a result, all the Ricks and Morty's like all the Ricks who are like these super geniuses, they realize that they are all going to do this because they're all super smart. So they create the citadel of Ricks. 
<laughs> to protect themselves from the intergalactic governments <laughs> that are after them. Anyway, it's there's a lot to go with that. Anyway, it's all this. And you should watch the show, too, because it's really phenomenal. <laughs> I, I have slight issues with the show, so... Because, I, I mean, I've listened uh, to it in the background and things like that. I mean, um, so you have to get you got to get over the burping. No, really no. <laughs> uh, I didn't know about that. That is really gross. Uh, but my problem is the animation itself. So, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Okay. That's yep. That, that's OK. David just tells me the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, OK, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, so it is, it's kind of crazy to think what in the world is happening in Jason Prime's original world. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I was, as I was reading, I was like, this better not be what's happening. Just kind of as I'm reading, because I was like, this is going to make me mad. Um, So one kind of crazy theory I had was Jason Prime, or just I guess Jason in this situation, actually did get hit by the cab. And was like in a coma and was just dreaming all of this. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. No. I didn't even think about no. that. In a universe that's true. <laughs> yes, it's it somewhere. is. Somewhere. That's what happened. And I'm no, so glad we didn't follow that, that, Jason. Oh my yeah. god. I, so I was like, I'm gonna be so really angry. Yeah. I know. I'm gonna be so pissed off. Oh, but yeah. at the end, we see Charlie, his son, open the door, and it's just light. So either he could be dying or he could be waking up from the coma. Oh, uh, don't Shut say up. that, Meredith. Oh my god! But it has a smell. No, I, no, it, no. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't subscribe to this. Oh um, my goodness! I do like the fact that Charlie was the one who had opened the door because, like, mm-hmm. other Jasons can't think of that. You know, right. Well, they don't have the Charlie yeah, to open the door. Exactly. So that's the, yeah. It's sort of like, I don't know, maybe it folds that universe up. Right. I don't know what ends up happening to those right. people, but it does sort of end that string. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That string is cut. Yeah. Huh. So. All right. So did did you like the book and would you recommend it? I would recommend it. Um, I would, you know, like I would tell them like, it's, you know, string theory, you know, it's like the concept of Schrodinger's cat. So it's like, it's, you know, all iffy in a way because it's not science we all, you know, completely understand. So go into it thinking that. So don't get so mad at the science. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like. I couldn't recommend it to certain people. Right. Sure. But yeah. I like, couldn't recommend it to like, I wouldn't recommend this to George. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, he tear it apart. He tear yes. it apart. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it was an, if you're looking for a light sci-fi, right? like a light sci-fi, if you like sci-fi, but you really don't like all techno babble and all this sort of stuff, and you're just trying to dip your toe into the water, I think this is a good jumping off point. Yes. It, I'm yeah, not saying like, I think so. you know, it's, you know, it's not foundation. It's not like Star Trek where like they try to make the science really right. solid, you know? Um, but it is fun. It's a good read. Like you go through it quickly. So... Yeah, it was. It was a real mm-hmm. quick read. Uh, and I think it was enjoyable. I think I would recommend it. Yep. Cool. Well, the next book that the Eclectic Readers will be talking about in November already, mm. wow, uh, is Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, mm. which I'm really excited about. Me I've been too. seeing this all over the place. <laughs> and I think it's it's on the shortlist for one of the awards yes, now. Yes, it- is it on the short? I knew it was on the, the long National list. The National Book the the it's long listed for the National yeah. Book oh, okay. I remember being long listed, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to read this. 
Me too. Yeah. Me too. I mean, especially, I mean, yeah. I mean, Susan, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> is this your book? This is your book, This is right? my book. It's my month. Yep. It's your month. Yay. Yep. Which means it's my month next. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's awesome. Um, all right. Well, guys, um, I think we're good. Um, if you're interested in reading our show notes, please check it out at eclecticreaders.fireside.fm slash 41. And also, you know, we're pretty much everywhere these days, but guys, why don't you let them know where they can find you? Uh, Susan? Uh, people can find me on Goodreads, Twitter, and let's see, under Rudy Kaicho. That's R-U-R-I underscore K-A-I-C-H-O-U. Ooh, and Meredith? Uh, you can find me on Goodreads, Instagram, Litzy, Twitter, all the things at Mare the Book Gal, M-E-R-E-T-H-E-B-O-O-K-G-A-L. And you guys can find me on Goodreads, Twitter, and Litzy at my name, Tara Newman, T-A-R-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. And always remember to subscribe to your favorite podcaster so you never miss an episode. And um, be like Bill Bloom and rate us and review us on iTunes so other really awesome bookie people can find us too. Um, so yeah, guys, I think that's it. So let's shelve this until next month. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.